Welcome to the Functional Medicine and Natural Healing Podcast, where we share the secrets to upgrade your digestion, improve your hormones, restore your immune system, and detoxify your body. I'm your host, Dr. Houston Anderson. Now let's get started. The following discussion is for educational purposes only and is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease or disease process. Always discuss any medical treatments or interventions with your personal physician. Welcome back to the show. I'm Dr. Houston Anderson. I'm pretty excited today about our topic as it's one of my biggest pet peeves that I have. Uh, so I want to talk about it just from a certain angle. Now, this is a topic that has been debated for decades, and, and it's something that, that we're just going to talk about today from a brief overview, but a conceptual way for you to get started, um, and, and even for other doctors who are missing this, this little piece in their puzzle and the reason why their patients aren't healing, this is a huge problem. Okay, the huge problem is protein intake. Okay, so we have a huge problem with protein intake in most diets altogether. And, and there's a lot of reasons why. Um, first of all, I can tell you the reason why is because the, the RDA or the recommend, re, actually RDI recommended dietary intake, uh, provided to us, um, is about 0.36 grams of protein per pound of weight. So if you're an average 150 pound female or male, uh, then you need to get 54 grams of protein per day. And we're going to talk about why that's actually not enough. Another reason why that's not enough. Um, but I like all my patients to track their protein intake. And I would suggest that almost all of my quote unquote healthy patients, almost all of them are not getting 54 grams of protein per day, right? Every single day I hear a female tell me, you know, oh, well, I don't like the taste of meat. I don't like red meat. I don't like the way it sits in my stomach. Right. These are, these are signs and symptoms of other dysfunctions. It's not, I'm not saying that the females are the problem. I'm saying that in general, females experience more discomfort in digestion. And so obviously then they're not going to want the hard to digest meats that they're eating. Um, and obviously I say everyday females because my office is about 95% females, uh, because they're the ones that are suffering. So I, I will kind of, you know, always address females more in this podcast, just to make sure, um, that those that are actually searching for the information are finding it. And if you're a male and you have a specific question on your health, go ahead and shoot it to me and, uh, I'll get back to you and we'll do a podcast just for boys. Uh, kind of one of those things there, but, but so the, the general consensus in functional medicine is a little bit different than the general consensus that exists for other therapies. So in functional medicine, we kind of had this, uh, almost this food allergy model where the food allergy models essentially avoid everything. We talked about this in a previous podcast, the race to zero, the more you avoid the healthier you'll be, but we run into this problem. And the problem that we run into is inadequate nutrition. And, and once again, in my office, probably most of my patients are coming in on a pretty healthy diet already. I don't usually see patients that are still eating uh, junk food from, from fast food to excessive like refined carbohydrates and things like that. So in general, my patients are somewhat healthy when they come in as far as diet goes, but they still don't feel well. So what could be the problem there? Calorie deficit is a huge problem when you're trying to recover. So simply not eating enough. 
So what happens is people get ill and they start to realize that, oh, when I eat broccoli, it makes my stomach hurt. When I eat red meat, it sits too long. When I eat garlic, my stomach starts to churn and sometimes cramps. And and when I eat cauliflower, my stomach bloats or broccoli, my stomach bloats. So they start avoiding all these foods as if they are food sensitivities and, and reactions that, that are creating some kind of damage to the body when maybe they're not. Um, and, and what happens as we continue to cut out these foods, we start to become calorie deficient. So I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of my patients are living on, you know, a thousand to 900 calories a day when they come in because their food selection is so limited. Um, and, and we won't get into the details of, of the metabolism of every single type of food because it actually is pretty complex. Um, we, we can draw out an equation that's pretty good, but, but it is a complex process. So going back to the difference between functional medicine and the rest of the world. So if you were trying to lose weight or you were trying to build muscle and you were seeing a personal trainer, they would generally speaking recommend a higher protein intake than what a functional medicine doctor is going to recommend because the functional medicine doctor is focusing on elimination where the other professionals are focusing on growth. And that's where, where the real divide comes. So let's say that um, you were going to go to a personal trainer and you said, I want to get uh, more fit. I want to be more lean. What would the recommendation be? The, the basic recommendation across the board is somewhere between 20 and 30 grams of protein per meal. Okay. So, so if we say 20 at a minimum, then we're talking that the minimum intake, and they, they usually will have you do four to five meals a day. The minimum intake is going to be 60 if you just did three meals. But truthfully, most professionals are going to recommend 80 grams of protein per day for someone that weighs 150 pounds. Okay. So you're looking at 80 grams of protein per day at the low end, meaning if you don't get that, you're going to have problems. So I, I always tell my patients that 60 grams of protein per day is the absolute minimum with a goal of being higher than that. Now, obviously, obviously this creates a problem for vegetarian and vegan diets because they can't eat enough black beans um, in a day to reach this requirement that I set for them. And, and so then it becomes controversial. Well, do I really need that much protein? Well, you know, I read an article that says I only need 20 grams of protein in a total day. And, and while that may be true, you may only need 20 grams of protein an entire day to exist. Um, when you're going to a functional medicine visit, you often have a dysfunction. You often have a problem, a physiological problem that is creating additional needs and requirements. Um, so the first thing I want to say is, when you go into a functional medicine office, you're trying to rebuild what's broken. That's really the truth from the functional perspective. We're taking some, a system that doesn't work the way it should, and we're trying to rebuild it the way that we, that we should. And so what the research shows about the, the, the intake of protein is that anything over 20 to 25 grams of protein is going to stimulate growth. And, and realize if, if your liver's not functioning properly, or if your thyroid needs to regenerate, you want to stimulate growth in order to repair and recover. Let's say that you have the leaky gut or, or you have some kind of digestive issue where every single day your gut's inflamed and, and that means tissue is breaking down. So illness in general, um, and there's some really cool research coming out uh, that maybe we'll get into in another time, but research in general would suggest that illness happens in a catabolic state and health is going to occur in an anabolic state until obviously that becomes too much. And then that's when something like, like cancer can occur or something like that. 
but but the concept is that when you're uh, when you're ill you're breaking down tissues and that's what we call catabolism, right? So you're breaking down uh, your own tissues in an autoimmune condition, you're attacking it, but either way, there's, there's a turnover of those, of those organs and turnovers of those cell at an increased rate. So once again, go back to that protein, because I want to focus on the protein a lot in this episode. If we're saying that 20 grams is required um, for you to even reach that that anabolic state, that growth state, that healing state. So many women are going to be scared of that word anabolic, because we always talk about anabolic steroids and how it makes you gain weight and grow. But but what we want is our organs to be anabolic. We want our organs to be able to recover from the damage that's been done or the damage that's currently being done. So let's say you have elevated inflammation markers in your lab tests and and you need to, essentially, if you have elevated inflammation, you know that your tissue is breaking down faster than anyone else's, um, or, or not anyone else's, but a typical person. Um, so the question then becomes like, like, what should you be doing? And so I'm a big fan of high dose protein for meals. I don't know. Like I said, uh, the, I tell my, my female patients, the average female without getting super strict on these things, because I don't like to babysit diet. And like I said, they're eating healthy already. I'll say, let's do 60 grams of protein per day. You can divide that up however you want. Um, but, but I want to see 60 at least. Um, and, and if you weigh more, if you're a 200 pound male, a 300 pound male, a 300 pound female, you're going to need a lot more protein than that, right? So you're going to need more, more per meal. Um, but, but if you were doing four meals in a day, then you need 20 grams times four meals a day, which might equal 80 grams per day. That's a lot of protein that likely if you go and check what you eat today or tomorrow, you may not be getting. And, and this is uh once again, I mean, is this controversial kind of, it's not too controversial um, as far as the need to create uh, anabolism or growth in muscles. Um, you know, maybe the research for the organs isn't there, but it's the same concept. Anytime you want to create growth, you actually have to, eat more calories, um, or the perfect amount of calories for the growth rate. And so in, in the science world, in, in, let's say even if you take me back to when I was, when I was in my twenties, I did some competitive bodybuilding and the competitive bodybuilding, the concept was eat more calories than you burn. Other words, you lose an opportunity. So we can talk about that in healing too. So if your goal isn't to lose weight, say you're actually a chronically ill person and you just don't feel well and you don't have enough energy and you're burning 2,000 calories a day, say you burn 2,000 calories a day, then you go and eat 1,900 calories, you're at a 100-calorie deficit. If you do that every day, essentially you're losing the war on calories or you're losing the war on energy. So you always want to make sure if you're burning 2,000 calories a day that you're consuming 2,100 calories a day or 2,001 calories a day, just enough to meet your demand. And I would suggest that most people are not doing that. Now let's go back to that protein story. So we can track calories, which is not fun at all, but, but, but it's something that may be necessary if you find you're, you're uh, kind of a very lean person, um, you're getting older, you can't build muscle, things like that. Something to pay attention to there um, as far as calories go. Once again, this is a very complex topic that, that entire professions are built upon, entire careers and PhDs are developed based upon. So I'm trying to give you kind of more of the applicable clinical stuff, things that you can actually do in your life that are going to matter. So, so I, I do want to bring up one more argument that I always get. Well, you know, I, I don't think I need to eat 150 grams of protein per day. Um, and I said, well, maybe you don't need to eat 150 grams of protein per day, but what is the question? The question I want to ask is what else are you going to eat? 
So, so if you only eat, say, 100 grams of protein a day, that's 400 calories. And if you need to eat way more calories, say you need to eat 2,000 calories, or, or if you're even, even if you're an athlete eating 4,000 calories in a day, or a young male eating 4,000 calories in a day because you're training hard, um, you may only be getting 8 to 15% of your diet from protein. And so then the question then becomes, what's the other 92%? What's the other 85%? And if you're loading up with just carbs and fat on that, then obviously you're not going to see the body shape that you're looking for. And, and I think that I see this a lot in functional medicine with women is that they come in, they say, I eat healthy. How come I don't look, you know, as good as I should or, or, or even better put, they don't even ask that question. They come in and they say they eat flawless. And I, and I look and I say, I, how can you eat flawless and have a body composition that doesn't match such? And, and I'm not talking about a couple pounds. I could care less what someone weighs. And I tell all my patients there, I don't care what you weigh in my office. Um, health is not measured by weight. Sometimes health will indicate that when you're healthier, your weight, you, you will lose weight or you'll, you'll go back towards what might be a normal weight for you. So I don't care about that. But if, if you're gaining five pounds a month and you're quote unquote eating healthy, then you have a problem with maybe your macronutrient intake or how you're dividing your diet. So what I love about protein is that essentially um, all the way up to extremely high doses of, of like four times your daily intake. So that'd be like 200 grams a day for a 150 pound female. If you're eating 200 grams a day, there's the, the research suggests that you're still not cr- going to create any damage to any part of your body. And the best that you can do is heal. So, um, let's talk about one other thing. Let's say that you eat 20 grams of protein per day, but you have a digestive issue. So in functional medicine, we're doing a lot of leaky guts, SIBO, IBS, ulcerative colitis, Crohn's disease, all that kind of stuff we're dealing with on a daily basis. And when people come in, you have to, if in a perfect, in a perfect world, we're talking about athletes that are young, that, that work well, 20 grams is enough for them to digest and then to create that anabolic or growth, growth recovery phase. If we look at say a 40 year old male that, that has some gut problems, has a few extra pounds, the food doesn't sit well, he has diarrhea or constipation. So we know that there's a nutrient absorption issue going on. If, if he were to eat 20 grams of protein, he may only absorb 10. He may only absorb 15. Um, I don't know how much he will absorb. And there's no test that's going to tell us how much of your protein you're going to absorb. But we do know that you need to absorb or digest about 20 grams of protein to create that process. So eating 20, if you have suboptimal digestion, is not going to get you the 20 that you need. Um, so that's why, once again, we're going to talk about, okay, can we get 30 per meal? So 30 per meal for 150-pound female would be 90 grams of protein per day. Now this is sounding like a lot of protein, right? Um, so then that leads me to a, a statement that I always say in my office. People are like, well, I don't think I can eat 90 grams of protein per day. And I, and I always assure them, that's okay. That's only 90 grams of protein might only be 360 calories in a day. Do you eat 360 calories in a day? And almost all of them do. Um, so then I would say, if you eat 360 calories a day, then you can get 90 grams of protein. Simply stop eating everything else. And, and so we get into, you know, unique discussions on this topic. And that's why I wanted to bring it up because it can be super controversial in so many regards. But, but the other thing that I'll do, so just to go back to what I was talking about before of, you know, impaired digestion of protein, um, sometimes you can use a digestive enzyme. Now we don't, 
hardly ever use those in my office, but digestive enzymes definitely can lead to better protein absorption and protein breakdown. Um, but usually what I recommend instead is a course of amino acid therapy. So, so I use a product from a certain brand that I won't throw on here because they're not my sponsor, but I will link to it in the show notes of, of essential amino acids. And what you're looking for is these amino acids that are already broke down. So essentially they've already done the digestion of the proteins for you so that that quantity of amino acids is in there so you can di- digest it and absorb it. So there's just no, no digestion. Let me correct that. You're not, a, you're not digesting it. You're just absorbing it. Now you could still have some amino acid absorption issues that's possible in a highly inflamed gut. But what we're talking about is getting more of the protein into the system. So who would benefit from amino acid therapy? In my office, anyone who's depleted, right? If you're complaining of fatigue, if you're not able to get a good muscle pump when you work out, if you walk for a mile and that's exhausting, or anytime you work out, your recovery is slow or delayed, we're going to suggest that this may be a protein deficiency. Now, I will tell you one other thing that we do. Uh, this might be a longer episode because I keep talking, but uh, one other thing that I do in the office is I call it the red meat challenge. And this is a non-specific test, right? Like I, I, there will never be science that will suggest this test because it's going to be individual to everyone that comes into the office. And I call it the red meat challenge where I ask someone to go ahead and only eat red meat for dinner, meaning that the biggest steak or biggest piece of ground beef, grass-fed ground beef that you can eat um, and eat only that for dinner and see how you feel the next day. And oftentimes, probably 80% or greater my patients feel their best after eating a large dose of red meat for dinner in the evening before going to bed. Now, obviously, some people can't tolerate that. It might be a little bit too irritating, might not sit well. They feel sick when they eat red meat. We can work on different ways to get around that. But the concept is I usually like to do red meat, not white meat. Um, and, and, you know, not going to use pork, not going to use chicken, not going to use fish. We're looking for actual red beef that we want to do this challenge with. And it tells us a couple things. Um, it doesn't necessarily say that that red cow beef is the best thing for your body. But what it says is that some of the nutrients inside of that, you may be lacking. It could be the iron. It could be the B vitamins. It could be the protein. It could be any one of those. Um, but if I can convince a patient to play with that idea, then then they they can do their own feedback, right? So you can test yourself. Go eat a lot of red meat, maybe at a minimum eight ounces to 10 ounces uh, for dinner and see how you feel. Now, if you're not used to eating big meals, then you may want to spread that out uh, over the over dinner, like maybe have two dinners of red meat so you can get a high quantity of protein into your diet that night. And once again, you're going to observe the next day. Is inflammation decreased? Is energy increased? Overall, is is your mood increased? And if these things increase, I call this what I, it's kind of a, it's not really a scientific term. It's called a red meat deficiency. So we want to do more red meat. Now, of course, you could challenge that and do just white meats and see if it was any protein. Um, but what I find is that red meat is the best one to do this challenge with. The other ones sometimes can be negligible. So we definitely want to do that challenge on a lot of people and see how they feel. Um, it's a simple one that we can do. It doesn't cost any money other than your food. And it's something that a lot of people are missing and they never would have assumed that they were missing. Okay. So today's takeaway is I really think you should be eating 20 to 30 grams of protein two to three times per day at least in order to stimulate growth and repair.
When I say stimulate, it's truly turning on the systems in our body, the growth factors, IGF-1, for example, that's going to increase when you eat adequate protein. So if you have any digestion issues, then you might want to do 30 grams of protein per meal. We can do these with protein shakes sometimes. You're always going to do better with whole foods. If you're a vegetarian or a vegan, then I do actually ask my patients to do the protein shake because I know that it's going to be very difficult for them to do it otherwise unless, they can, unless they're eating, say, a lot of eggs for breakfast. They're a vegetarian that eats a lot of eggs for breakfast. Um, the other thing that I'll tell people when, when we get to this point is, you know, how am I supposed to eat 30 grams of, of protein in a meal? And I think most people are used to eating like two eggs for breakfast and I encourage them eat four eggs for breakfast, but always with breakfast, it seems like people want to do two, two eggs and then a gluten-free piece of toast and then a piece of fruit. I say, just stick with the eggs, right? Stick with something simple and increase that protein intake throughout your day. You can play with 60 grams. You can play with 80 grams. You can play with 100 grams for males. Um, you know, I, I'm, you know, about a 170 pound male. Um, I, I would play with up to 150, 200 grams of protein in a day for a male to see if you get more of a pump in that muscle. If you feel like your body has more energy. And I would suggest that almost, almost all males that are eating a clean diet, if it's not carnivore, if it's not a, a keto, may be protein deficient. So definitely any vegetarian male out there is going to is gonna fail the, the red meat challenge. But once again, get that protein in there, get 30 grams per meal, two to three to four times per day. And I'm going to suggest that that's one of the big problems in healing and recovery. A lot of people go to doctor and doctor and doctor, and we keep taking away foods. Um, I'm okay with taking away foods as long as we keep adequate calories and adequate protein in the diet. And that's usually going to get us where we go. So go ahead and go and uh, do your red meat challenge tonight, and we'll catch you on the next episode.